What's up, everybody? Are you tuning in to the Challenge USA on CBS? Well, tune in to me, Tyson Apostle, as I break down each and every episode with my co-host, Amelia Wedemeyer. I'm also a contestant on the show, which gives you all the insider scoop. Amelia, how stoked are you to do this? Tyson, I'm freaking excited. I cannot wait to sit my butt down every single week to watch the show, then come here and recap it with you on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Today, I'm joined by first-time guest. Honestly, hard to believe. Can't believe it's taking this long. Emma Gray. Emma, welcome. How are you? Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to be here, Juliette. I mean, I, I wish it was under more joyful circumstances. <laughs> I <but> know. <laughs> I know. Emma is the co-host of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Uh, covering The Bachelor for a long time. She's also the writer of the newsletter with Claire Rich Text. And we are here today begin our conversation, our inaugural podcast together, though we did meet once in person. We did. About, <laughs> about uh, these notes that have come out about Nate. Uh, I don't even know if I should call him notes. I don't really know what to call them. Um, Reality Steve had been teasing that he had dirt on one of the contestants. And um, he was like, I, I told you I wasn't going to do this anymore. I'm This is my Reality Steve voice. Said I was going to back off. But I just felt like people had to know this. And so on Tuesday morning after the episode in which it really seemed like Nate and Gabby were a done deal, he posted that he posted a series of texts or DMs with two women who were concurrently dating Nate in the year 2021. And one of them, if not both, you can correct me, Emma, uh, didn't learn about his daughter until after they'd broken up and they dated for 18 months. Just, yeah, just the one. I think the other woman who he only dated for, I think, like a three few months. months. Yeah. yeah, she says that she knew about his daughter from about a week in, but the woman that he had a more serious relationship with dated a year and a half. She lives in Chicago, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah, there's in Atlanta. Yeah, she did not know about his daughter, I think, until The Bachelorette aired. Yes, I think that's what she said. And they started in... 
he had been married before as well. That also came out, has not been mentioned on the show, that clearly he had previous, you know, previous women in his life as he has a daughter. Also, he's 33 years old, so it stands to reason he's dated other women. I think the marriage piece of it is, like, totally irrelevant to The Bachelor. Um, yeah, I I would agree with that. And I think that, like, there's actually a weird stigma around divorce on this show that, like, I'm actually glad it wasn't brought into it. And also definitely possible that he told Gabby we just didn't see it. So we actually don't know if Gabby knows about him being divorced or not. And I really don't care about that personally. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't either. I think it's it's like a, another piece of information that he didn't share with his longer term relationship, which I understand why that would upset her. Um, yeah. But I don't know that it's necessarily relevant to like our read of him as, yes. as commentators. Agreed. And so I wanted to talk to you today because... The reason that this came out is Reality Steve is working under the premise that people needed to know this information about Nate. And so I guess my first question for you is, as commentators and viewers and presumably fans of The Bachelor and all associated spinoffs, did we need to know about this or should we know about it? Um, I, I think for us, like, and I would say more as like fans than, you know, as bachelor nation professionals, but we are both. <laughs> we are. I mean, I honestly have really complicated feelings about this. Like I completely understand why if you are a woman who has dated a man who is then being presented as having this like really high status and desirability to millions of people, um, that you would feel really crappy and that you would want to speak out about that. And I think yeah. that if you've had a shitty experience with any public figure, you are totally within your rights to to share your experience and your story. Um, what I feel a little conflicted about is first about whether reality Steve is the correct vessel for this kind of story. You know, he isn't I think he has become more of a responsible arbiter of this kind of information, but like he's not a trained journalist. Mm -hmm. um, and Which, by the way, neither am I. I just want to note, <laughs> note that as well. But no, but seriously, I think it's relevant to the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the world I come from. So I guess that's kind of how I tend to, yeah. to think about these things and the way that, you know, stories are vetted and the kind of judgment that is required to decide like whether information rises to the level of national news is what we're talking about, right? right? Like, we're not talking about a TikTok that is posted on Bachelor Nation uh, gossip accounts or something, wh which had already happened. We're talking about, is does this rise to the level where nationally and internationally this needs to be covered? The New York Post needs to be picking it up. And then if we say that maybe people do deserve to know about it, I think it's still an open question about like what we as as viewers and as commentators are meant to do with that information. And I think it gets really, really sticky, um, especially because, well, I've been thinking about this a lot in relation to the way, because I've also been watching and loving F-Boy Island. It's a really um, fun show. It's such a fun show, but it it uses some of the same themes as The Bachelor, but with such a lighter touch. And because of the premise, like people are able to have done shitty things or even behave in kind of shitty ways on the show 
Yeah, it's, and it's baked pe- into the premise of the show. Right, it's baked into the premise and it doesn't cause the same level of like intensity of discourse. And that's probably for a few reasons. But I do just think part of what I'm struggling with is not that like these women shouldn't have spoken out or that we shouldn't believe them, not at all, but that I do believe that there are a lot, the cross section of men who are hot and want to go on reality television and the cross section of men who have been shitty daters I feel that that's like a a large overlap. And so totally how do we negotiate that? I also have to say, you know, I think it was a red flag about Nate and sort of how he approaches dating that he's so tight with Peter and Dustin and um, Clay. Not because I dislike (laughs) those guys. In fact, I like them. I've always really liked Dustin. Dustin is so sweet. I I I love Dustin. I have spent time with Dustin. He is a lovely person. <laughs> yeah. I like, I have also always found him very attractive. He's like, was really nice when he came to my pod. I'm like a huge Dustin fan. And I would definitely date. I would definitely consider dating Dustin knowing having never met him or whatever. Right. But like, I do think it indicates an approach to dating where like those guys are really like kind of going out, which is like totally their right. I don't judge them for it. It's just like, you know, it's not like they're in the ma- mix. They're sceny. They yeah. are like, it's not a hard leap to imagine that people who are like really attractive and semi-famous and going out a bunch are also behaving in ways that like I wouldn't recommend my friend to date them. Yes, exactly. And that just means that you can like them, but you're just like, you're not ready for a serious relationship. My friend is looking for that or whatever. So I think that's like a, a red flag about Nate. I I have some issues with the reality Steve aspect of this too. So Steve has gotten himself in hot water. So first of all, a few years ago, he... um Jenna from Jenna and Jordan on Paradise, he basically like circulated all this information about her that turned out to be completely false and really damaged her and Jordan's relationship. And I think her and her life, her life. Yeah. And and then he also like got involved with um, Demi and sort of like was became like a weird legislator of Debbie's sexuality, which doesn't have to be defined by anyone and only should be you know, discussed and defined by Demi to the extent she wants that. And so he was like, I'm backing off from this corner. I'm reformed. And he shared all of the screenshots between him and the two women who said they were, they dated Nate at the same time. And the very first one he shared was a friend of this woman, Kelsey, who dated him for a longer time saying like, I want to tell you about this. He dated my friend. And so I agree with you that Steve is not the ideal way for this to be like this information to be shared. But I think there's also something even worse to me about seeing that initial text because I I just pulled it up while we were talking. This woman messaged him. It looks like on Twitter based on the screenshot and says, Hey Steve, I just saw that Nate Mitchell's in the running. Would love to put you in contact with one of my friends who dated him. If he moves on, he's such a bad guy. Anyway, keep doing the Lord's work and then smiling, crying, laughing, crying emoji, heart emoji. And it's just like, I don't know, then like this, that like launches this attack on Nate's character. And I feel really uncomfortable with just the way that sort of like opens up this one, this like investigation based on these two women's stories and Nate. And this has um, happened in the past of the show. Nate's not really able to speak on this right now because all of his press is managed by Warner Brothers. And so right. it becomes like an issue that the show has control over. So it's like, it sucks for him that's actually happening at a time when he then. I think contractually can't speak out. He could break his contract. There would be a financial penalty for that. Um, or if not other kinds of penalties. And so 
he's put into a pretty shitty position and not to defend his behavior. Like, like you said at the beginning, what he did is undoubtedly shitty. And I want to talk a little bit more about it, but like, I just think that he is now in a really unfair spot where he doesn't have anyone that he can go to or just directly like through Instagram live to like defend himself without the permission of the network who we can all agree isn't necessarily having Nate's interests at heart. It's much more about (laughs) the show. So, right. They are clearly not interested in prioritizing any cast members like mental health or, or even protecting those cast members really in, in any way, including their leads, which we have plenty of evidence of. Right. And so I think another question is, you just referred to him as a cast member, which is absolutely the right way to discuss him. And sort of like with Bachelor people at this point, are they like real humans whose lives we should be thinking about, you know, in terms like in the totality or are they cast members who come into our, li- our lives for, you know, 10 to 15 weeks and maybe we hear from them again or maybe we don't. Like, I think that's why F-Boy Island is such an interesting comp because there's there's a fatal problem with The Bachelor right now, which is that it leads still leads up to engagement. With F-Boy Island, right. it doesn't. And if it's just about dating and you're given the chance to, like, figure out if this is going to work and it's, like, kind of poor, more of a explicit game show and it's, like, is this guy an F-Boy or not, the stakes are immediately so much lower. But the fact exactly. that this is, this is about, are you getting engaged at the end of 10 weeks right. after, after, you know, a cumulative seven hours plus one overnight together... It's a lot more complicated. The Bachelor has like written itself into a corner with its premise because the way they differentiated themselves in 2002 is like all those trashy dating shows with those trashy people who just want to like be on TV and go on a date and it leads nowhere. We're serious. We're earnest. We're about like hetero Christian white marriage, yes. essentially. And as they've kind of tried to modernize that premise, like that is the core of the show. And so the show invariably needs to cast people who are like the ideal romantic leads and like who wants their ideal romantic lead to be a cheater? Like no one that, that does affect kind of the magic around the character of Nate that we are watching edited and who seems extremely charming and and lovely on television. And I'm sure those are real parts of his personality, but also, you know, from what we've seen, it seems like these shitty behaviors are an- another part of his personality. And I think that that would land so differently if we weren't like, well, is Nate a good enough, ideal enough, perfect enough romantic lead to, you know, be the lead on the next season to marry our, like, beloved Gabby. Yeah. Um, If we're just, like, everyone's in on this, it's entertainment. Maybe, like, Gabby will walk away with some cash. Maybe she'll date Nate for a little bit, but, like, she's not tied to him or the show's fate and, like, 30 other women's fates aren't tied only to this one person. Like, the stakes become so high. And it also makes you wonder like how the show can't screen for shitty daters. No, it can't. It it, it definitely can't unless they like, you know, hand over a, a dating history. And also, I think that ultimately I feel shitty about this situation because 
ultimately I feel bad for Nate and I don't want to dismiss the other two women's experience. Um, and I think if I were either one of them, I would be like really, really wounded and really upset. And so I, in no way dismiss that, but I think because he, you know, because he can't really like speak on this in the same way, it just feels unequal, even though he's the one with fame and on TV. So I acknowledge the flaw in what I'm saying, but (laughs) I think, I think I just feel bad for him because he is like, like you said, so many other guys, he's a, a, he was a shitty, shitty lying boyfriend. And there's so many of those out there. There Um, unfortunately are. And I like, I have no interest in defending Nate or like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say I like feel bad for him, but I do it's, it just brings up these bigger questions for me about the larger structure of like, which stories are we deciding to elevate? Which stories are we deciding to tell? Like Steve's tone, he goes so hard. He was, you know, in his blog about this, he was saying things like, just try Mike Fleiss. Just, I dare you to make him the bachelor. Like basically being like, I'm going to like crusade against this man every moment he's on screen. And like, again, this isn't an allegation of assault. And like in my reporting with Claire at HuffPost, we frankly have done months long investigations on rape allegations of involving men from this show that receive less attention than this. Mm-hmm. And, and so it just like, what are we treating and with what level of importance? And I think it's really hard to negotiate that. And I'm not saying that to be like holier than la- thou. Like I certainly was like furious when the Jed stuff came out, you know, you get so swept up in it and you want these people to be the people that, that we're like, the fantasy were being sold on television. And so it punctures that. And like my first reaction seeing the news was like, wow, this makes me feel queasy. And this is a huge bummer because I really wanted Nate to be the next bachelor. Nate's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, there's a couple of things here too. One other thing I, I don't really want to defend Nate either. I feel like I'm sometimes a contrarian. So then I'm just like, (laughs) well, I'm going to defend him. But I, I do want to mention one thing, which is that it's beyond, beyond sucks what happened to this woman, Kelsey. Like, there's just, you know, I, yeah, it sucks. I, and I really feel for her. I really get it. I feel like Steve, and I don't think Kelsey did this. I think Steve, from what the information I have, but I think Steve tried to paint Nate as a bad father by the fact that he didn't tell Kelsey about his daughter. But I would just say on the flip side, Clearly, Nate was not invested in this relationship the way that Kelsey was. And so, or maybe he was, but he was dating someone else for part of it or whatnot. And so maybe he actually was doing a responsible thing and by not bringing his daughter into this because she's young and he's young and that he's still figuring things out. So like, I, I actually... Like the, uh, the daughter piece is weird because it's like, we just don't know what the custody arrangement is yeah. with his ex. We don't know. We like don't know. Do exactly. I think it is bizarre behavior to not tell your girlfriend of a year and a half that you even have a child. Yes. Yes. I think that is bizarre and absolutely shitty behavior when you are also, you know, according to Kelsey, really like he is engaging in like some pretty intense overt, like, yeah, you're the one like this sort of love bombing language. And yeah, like that is intense. And that is again, bizarre and shitty behavior. Does that mean he's definitively a bad father or like a bad human? Yeah. Like, no. No. And and we can kind of hold, we should be able to hold multiple truths at once, but you know, it's the internet. It's 
it's uh, fandoms get really intense, especially on like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I just think with a sh- show with such a fraught history with race and a commentary yes. with such a fraught history of race that to paint Nate as an absentee father really doesn't sit right with me. And again, I think what you just said is crucial. We don't know. We don't know anything about his his the mother of his child. We don't know anything about his custody arrangement. We don't know anything. So to make that an aspect of this narrative that Steve is pushing forward, I think is really wrong and plays into the really troubling um, dynamics that a lot of the fan base of this show are a part of. And I think I just really want to mention that because it's so yeah. key to like why his reporting is so alleged reporting is so irresponsible. No, I think that that is a really important point and piece of this. That's like, it, it just does give you that icky feeling. And I think Jenna from date card pod pointed out on Instagram that like, if you look at Steve's history of the people that he's gone really hard on recently, it, it does raise question marks, you know, Nate, Tasha, Matt James, like, Again, what sort of biases are you bringing into your decision-making in terms of, again, what rises to the level, not of shitty behavior, not even of things that like people need to know, but like of national news. Like you've right. a national platform. The story's going to get picked up. What responsibility to, do you have in terms of like that judgment call? And that's really tough. Like I'm not even fully saying like Steve is a bad guy. I and I don't know what I would have done if this information came to me um, necessarily. But like, I do think that he, by Steve's own admission, he gets a lot of messages every season about like the majority of people, especially the men saying this person was shitty. This person did something shitty. This person's a bad guy. So like, does, is he giving the same treatment to every person? And like, Again, if this was an allegation of abuse or assault, I would feel very differently mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it. But this yeah. falls in like a, a more complicated area for me. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Yeah, I also think I agree with you. And, you know, I think there's um just something about The Bachelor that because it's like still 
predicated upon pursuing this totally retrograde um, domestic life that it, it like opens itself up to a type of criticism for the people involved that like other reality shows like are just like not subjected to like we cover survivor pretty in depth the ringer and I love survivor. There's plenty of people with really spotty and objectionable behavior and past on survivor, but it just doesn't really come up because the show makes it, or it, if it does come the up, the show isn't selling them that way. Yes. And if it does, yes, exactly. And if it does come up, it's sort of like, just doesn't become this like tabloid scandal in the same way. It's just a different type of, um, uh, ecosystem where like the mm-hmm. bachelor has bachelor creates like very short term celebrities, but then as a result, it becomes public fodder this way. Um, but yeah. no one's, but no one's like equipped for it. Like literally the show, the, the people, like, I don't think like Lori K was like the answer to this. Like no, no shots at Lori. I just like, as like, I just use her as like generic bachelor pup manager publicist, you know, like, this is like really hard. This would be really hard to navigate. And then, you know, Nate does have a daughter. So like then this young child is now brought into this. And like, I don't know. Just and I'm the, sure the, the women sucks. who have put their names, this story are receiving blowback and receiving totally. shitty comments. And like, it just, you just end up looking everywhere you look, you're like, someone's going to be crossing the line. Someone's going to be responding to this in a, in a terrible way. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's also... For me as a commentator, it definitely does. I think there is like I have a tendency to like pick people out that I love and I just like stand over them and, and talk about them like like, oh, they're amazing. And just because it's fun and enjoyable to have a crush and, and talk about them in that way. And then you like hear stuff like this and you're like, ah, yes, I remember probably the majority of dudes on this show like maybe would suck to to date and have like treated someone like shit. And so that's always just another little like good reminder to me to like temper, <laughs> temper my um, own swooniness. Yeah. I mean, Callie and I love Nate. We were just, we were like, he's got it in the bag. We love him. He's yeah. I was father. like, he's next bachelor. If he doesn't, if he's not with Gabby, I'm, like I'm interested protect that you, him. <laughs> we were like, he's definitely winning. And you were wanting to be the bachelor. Who do you think is, who do you think Gabby picks if it's not Nate? I thought, okay. I thought it would be, Definitely Jason, Eric, or Nate. Mm-hmm. And then my feeling from the promo was that she, and like from little hints we got on that first date, was that she is a is not quite ready to be a parent. Yeah. And that that will be the thing that would make her send him home. And to me, that's like the absolute perfect bachelor setup. Like single father. They haven't done that since Mesnick. They obviously really screwed up having Matt James as the lead. Like yeah. in the way that they portrayed him and specifically his relationship to his father. And so I could see the show being like a single dad who is a black man who is beloved on the season. He has from the show, from the show, he's outside, right from the show. He has amazing presence on camera. I think he's capable of being the lead. So to me, I was like, that's a shoe in. And, you know, I think that this news and the discourse certainly like taints that. Yeah. I agree. I guess I have a couple follow-ups to that. I think it taints it. Would you object to him being the bachelor based on on this story? Not necessarily. I think selfishly as a commentator, I'm like, that will make our job harder because it is, it's like, I think some people then, which I understand the impulse, like when there's shitty information out about someone, then they, people want you to like mention it every time you talk about that person. And like, you know, when we're commenting on this show, I do prefer to comment on 
the product that they are presenting to us that we're consuming. And because this crazy ecosystem, now you're left to kind of navigate like how much of this outside information do I pull in? Every time I talk about Nate, should I be like, he did this great thing on screen, but also remember he's cheated on women. Like I don't, so like it does, I think make the, the coverage of that next season, it would make that complicated. And he's not the only one, like anyone who's had a story out about them. I think it complicates the way that you can kind of talk about it and like the joy with which you can talk about it and consume it. Right. Yeah. I I think like I would, uh, my wish for the bachelor is to become more playful. And I actually think they're trying to do that. Like, I think the promos for Paradise and Jesse's voiceovers about dump your boyfriend, come on, come on The Bachelor. The cousin one was a little, like, a step too far for me. But, uh, sure. you know, but like, I, 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 yeah, I really, I've been enjoying, I'm like, Jesse's having fun. I love that for him. Jesse's my new, my new Tyler Cameron. I, I like, I, I, not that I'm like, I'm not in love with him in the same way. <laughs> also, I'm just personally older. I feel like I perhaps have moved on from that phase oh of my, my God. life. But, yeah, 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 same. But I can't go a week without complimenting Jesse. Basically, I just like, I'm just so happy to have him as the host. I just find his presence wonderful. And I thought, we were, Callie and I were talking about this, like the way that he um, meshes football speak with bachelor speak is like a new, a new platonic language for this television show. And it's very funny. Um, I mean, yeah, I it. like it's it's a natural fit, frankly. Like we yeah. know that this show just has like a love affair with the NFL in general and also is a sport. So yeah, I know it's it's it really is perfect. I often forget that he was The Bachelor. And so when he brings it up, I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, he can relate to her. So he also is like, I great. kind of sucked as The Bachelor. Yes. No, he <laughs> I think Jesse's honestly awesome. I think he's like the pitch perfect for this role. He's and I not. Think- Watch rewatching. So ahead of this season, I rewatched the premiere of Caitlin and Britt's mm. um, season, and I was so struck by like how creepy and paternalistic Chris Harrison's yeah. style, like of hosting, was. And I was like, oh, thank God, Jesse does not have that. That made me like Jesse a lot more. Were you blown away by all the icons that were on that season? Because it's yes. really it's crazy. no iconic. Yeah, it's like an origin story for so it many is. Batch really Nation uh, royalty. I know. Jay, I mean, Tanner, Jared, Jared, Nick, Ben. I mean, just so many. I mean, yeah. Caitlin, obviously. Um, but yeah, it just needs to be more playful so we can take these people less seriously. Like, yes. it's it's kind of a missed opportunity with Gabby because she's so goofy. Like, they, they should make it sillier. I mean, when she... Her silliness is like the bright spot of the last two seasons by far. And like, I, I just... I feel so bad for Rachel. I mean, they need to stop torturing them. Like, yeah. just let them have fun. I loved them in Paris, just obviously drunk, yeah. like almost slurring at each other at the bar. I was like, this is the content I crave. Let them joke around and and maybe, yeah, take out the engagement. I know they're so attached they to, to it. They have to. But like, it's got to go. There's no future uh, for the show if, they, if it's working towards engagement, yeah, honestly. I mean, I just, it's, it's a real problem. It's um, a huge problem. So who do you think Gabby's picking? I just am so shocked that you don't think it's Nate. Because I it's love the kid Jake. thing. Right. I, I totally get that. And we talked about that too. And I, t- I was just sort of like, he clearly is like the one for her though. So I'm she's just so, of, she's super into him. Yeah. So, I mean, and I like Jason, but I just don't think he can emote enough. I like him a lot. Like for me, I'm, I'm like, Jason, call yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason is the most, I'm like, oh, he's, I, I think Jason and Nate also, I'm like, you're in your 30s. 
Yes. You <laughs> have a job. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's great. It's great stuff. But I just don't think he can, like, get there. I think it's Eric. I think it's going to be Then Eric. it's got to be Eric. Yeah. yeah. I-, I thought the shower shot this past week was really conspicuous of Eric. It was completely, <laughs> yes. po- completely <laughs> pointless. Is the only shower shot I think we've had this season. He wasn't in the rest of the episode. So I'm just like, this is weird. And that made me think that he must have a really strong back half. We also get these hints from him that he's like starting to get anxious because he's so into her. Yeah. And I really hope he doesn't lose it and start lashing out. I'm really, come on, Eric, I'm really counting on you. Um, but that does make me think like they're setting him up for like a big second half of the season. Yeah. The shower thing was really, really bizarre. The shower thing had me cracking up. I'm like, yes, yeah, just so normal. A man in a giant open shower with his swim trunks on. I know, like, I know. Did he just go in the pool and he was like washing <laughs> off or something or washing off before going in the pool? Yeah, I, they just like really wanted to show off so Virgin weird. Voyage's massive open plan bathrooms. Like, <laughs> Seriously, seriously. So who do you think Rachel picks? I mean, how is it Tina, not going to be Tino? Tino or Avon? Tino or Avon? I mean, I think, I think t- my guess would be Tino. Yeah. Unless Tino like flips out and self-immolates. Yeah. I a funny thing about Gabby is how her night one choice is so off. She's like the only woman I can think of who has not been remotely interested in her first impression recipient after night one. Like I think I like said that though, even when we were recapping episode one. I'm like, Gabby's going for just chaos first impression rose. Like she is not like, who am I gonna marry? She's just like this guy was fun. I want to make out with him. Yeah, I guess so. She's she is so funny. I love her. Like really, I want to hang her. out with her badly. I know. I know. Um. So, do you feel like when you continue the rest of the season, like, do you feel like you'll just be seeing Nate under this cloud? Like, I don't know. I I have to say that like I, I his I'm not excusing his behavior, but I also am like this does not ruin Nate for me on the TV show. And I, I think I'm part, honestly, I have to say, I know myself. Part of that is defiance. I'm just like, fuck <laughs> this. But I also, um, I don't know. I just think it sucks. I just think that like what he did is really shitty. And like, I've been treated so poorly by men. I know how much it sucks. We all have, I think a lot of us have mm-hmm. out there <laughs> and dating's really shitty to begin with. So to add this kind of like deception to it sucks. I, Kelsey, I hope you're okay. I hope you've getting, you know, you have the support system and, and whatnot. She seemed a lot more upset than the other woman who I think his name was Larry or Larry. Yeah. Lurie, I think, yeah. I think also like I, I too would be far more crushed if it was someone that I had dated for 18 months, whereas Lurie seemed to be sort of suss out like this guy yeah. isn't good like I'm done yeah. and and she seemed to have some more control over the situation and like look there's nothing worse in dating than feeling like an idiot and I on a personal level like I really I really fucking feel for these women and I don't blame them for wanting to talk about it at all of course does it does it ruin Nate for me I it definitely puts a it it definitely will affect my tone mm-hmm. about him. And just because, like, I feel like I was speaking about him with just, like, complete abandon and glee and giddiness. And yeah, same. It doesn't feel appropriate to do that anymore. I also don't really have an interest in, in like, bringing this up every single time I talk about anything Nate does. Like, I same. do still want to be able to analyze what the show the narrative the show is putting forth because 
as commentators, like that's what I'm most interested in, not like litigating, are these individuals in real life good or bad with a capital G? Like, I, I don't think that's really possible or productive. I'm way more interested in like, what does this show as a product that's been here for 20 years have to say about love and sex and dating and about, you know, who we should find desirable and all of those things. And so I'm hoping we can kind of just like leave a little bit of space for that still. Yeah. I think my other question, and I've been thinking about this a lot, is what should the show do? Because Mike Fleiss has been doing these ridiculous oh, Not tweets. that. Not like, that. It's, it's like, so bizarre. It's he's funny. making it worse. I just, I think he's trying to like needle Steve, which is clearly working because Steve is getting all gruff back at him. But like Mike Fleiss is kind of unhinged and has his own really disturbing history <laughs> with women. Yeah. And I'm frankly not really interested in his opinion, to be honest, nor do I trust anything he says, nor do I think any of it is serious. So he, tw- he tweets like Trump, honestly. Yeah, um, he does. Uh, I agree with you on all that. It's certainly not helping. I also kind of feel bad for um, Martin Helton, who. He, oh, my like, God. Puts, I was thinking that's on blast. T- who's another like, he's another EP of the show. He's been there a long time. I know the contestants really like Martin, so I think that in the leads in particular. So I think that I think that's like maybe why he invoked him because he's like particularly beloved and then um he also uh was like he was like Milzy and Martin Hilton figured it out and Rob's been on the pot a bunch. Um and so, you know, but I I actually but I do think this is more Rob and Martin's responsibility than, you know, than not at all obviously, but I just think that like Mike Fleiss to, to tweet that way to like abdicate his own responsibility is bizarre. Bizarre. However, what do you think the show should do? Like, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Nate is the next guest on bachelor happy hour, since that's sort of like the official, that is the official show. Um, and then, you know, he would be talking with Becca and Michelle and would get the opportunity to tell his side. Um, and I hope they do that. And I hope they learn from past mistakes that they should allow these contestants to speak. And by the way, I'm not yeah. at all putting this on the same level as what happened with Rachel. It's completely different, but I just would say like that, that situation was not helped by the silence that came from all parties. No. So, no. you know, that's one option. What else could they do? Like, what are some ways for the show to move forward to like, to address their scandals when they come up? So-called scandals. I mean, I really think, yeah, I think you're onto something just letting their cast members speak up about it. Um, and also just thinking about how to lower the stakes of their own show and take themselves less seriously or build in incentives that aren't about lasting marriage. Like, yeah. I think that would take the pressure off of the whole thing. I mean, that's a longer term project. And I don't know if they were down for that because that is, it's really baked in there. Um, but I don't really know what they can do other than have that as a factor in their casting choices when they're looking for the next lead and let Nate or anyone else who has a new story come out about them, you know, have the freedom to speak up and also have resources for like mental health care um, and, you know, PR support from right. paid for by the, by the show. I, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough situation. I did see that Dustin was saying he's going to tell Nate's side of the story on his and Peter's podcast. I, I, I look forward to that. I really have a lot of questions about what he could possibly say, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I think that Nate and Dustin are friends from way back in Chicago. They are. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're good friends. I'm sure he, I just don't really know like what the side of the story is. Like it, to, in my mind, almost the best way to deal with this is yeah, maybe there's some context loss, share that. But like, rather than being defensive, I would be like, yeah, I, I made mistakes in relationships and I have treated yeah. women poorly. And like, I really regret, I really regret that. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I, you just have to assume that like he would say like, well, the, she's mis, mis, um, construing what the relationship or mischaracterizing what our relationship was, which would suck for her even more. Right. Um, so I hope he doesn't just do that. I mean, yeah, I just don't think that's an effective line when we've seen texts and unless they're alleging that like, this is a massive conspiracy, which I think is extremely unlikely. Right. 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 Well, I bet Dustin also knows that he can't speak. So he probably wants to say something for him. Yeah, I think so. Would be my guess. But it's just a bummer. Just it's a real. That is the main takeaway. Yeah. Fucking bummer. Sucks. It is going to be hard to. I mean, not this is about us, but it will be hard to talk about Nate objectively and like just within the context of the show going forward. So, um, yeah. Uh, Emma, thank you so much for talking this through with me. It was a really great conversation. If you want to hear more of Emma on The Bachelor, listen to her podcast. Love to see it and subscribe to her newsletter, Rich Text. Um, Emma, it was really great to chat, as I said. And thank you to Erica Cervantes for producing this episode. Colleen and I will be back on Monday night. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.